childhood and adulthood were not always glamour. Depression, lack of love from family, mistreatment, loneliness, suicidal ideal, fear, betrayal, nightmares from combat, and mental abuse colored his days and haunted his nights. But through self-discipline, determination, mental toughness, hard work through biblical counseling, and keeping his faith in God that was taught by his grandparents, Goodman transformed himself from a depressed and suicidal young man with no hope nor future in one of the world's top endurances known as life. The only man in history whose true mission to inspire others. So they don't be bitter, be better, and execute. In their daily life, help others in this human race. In Off the Path, he shares his astonishing life story and reveals that most of us face various personal battles internally and as if there is no way out. Goodman's inspiration of no-hold-bar mentality and no more excuses to push past the storm of life eliminates self-doubt and negative people, accepting and build self-love, and develop a relationship with God to be able to reach their full potential as it is meant to be. Ideal motivation for anyone looking to open their hearts and give more of themselves to the world. Available now. Get your copy today. in a world where language and communication have become politically correct. We say bullsh**. This is In the Trenches. We talk about what we want, how we want. How we want. Real and raw. From the military to veterans, society, spiritual, government, education, and everything in between, we're having real discussions about it all. Let's do this. This is In the Trenches. And now your host, Jossium. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of In the Trenches. I am your host, of, as it was announced to you, is Josh Sim. And guess what? Today, we're going to have a very, very important conversation, as we always do here in the trenches, because, you know, we speak real and raw on discussions that you may be afraid to speak about. But guess what? We're going to say it for you. So there's no fear and nothing to that effect. But today, the topic, before I even go into the topic, but it's still part two. Part two, if you haven't seen part one, I need you to check out part one of Black Economics. And we're going to have several series on this topic because this topic is so important because how it affects the community of Black people in the Black culture so we can stop doing some of the things we're doing and stop blaming some of the things and who we blame to and on. So today, I have a special guest, and this special guest is a person that does great and good works in the community, 
and inspire women with self-esteem to build them up and to show them what their purpose is and who and what they should be doing and ought to be doing in this world to make a difference, not just for others, but for themselves and look at their self first, which is the most important thing when you dealing with anything, you have to know yourself and she's doing a great job. And so I want to introduce to you the spontaneous queen, Ashia. How you Hello, doing today? People. I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for having me. All right. It's a, thank you for spending some time with us on In the Trenches because, you know, I'm really, really excited. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm static. You know, we having this topic that's going to be coming up. And our next guest is the one and only. You've seen him in part one of Black Economics. This individual has several years in the merchant processing business, has years of experience in negotiating in different areas, including real estate, whether if it's, you know, primary or if it's commercial. And also, too, he may not tell you, but guess what? He served as a pastor for over 20 years. So guess what? He knows both sides of the coin. So he can be just as real as like anyone. And he's very, you know, it's very difficult to find anyone that's real and raw that is a pastor. And I'm going to tell you like it is so that way you can grow, mature, and change your ways as what you're supposed to do. But this individual is the one and only doctor. And I say doctor, Donna Baker. How you doing, sir? I'm humble, man, and, and on the rear to be here because uh, you don't have to have me on your show because you have such group uh, and you're connected with so many intellectual people who uh, can do such a wonderful job. Uh, but I do marvel at the fact that uh, you have a show that is unhinged, just raw and uncut. Uh, we can be ourselves and say what we want to say to make our point become more conveyed over. After time, we become too intellectual to the people we lose them. Uh, and so we won't always get on, 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 on their level. And I'm excited. I enjoyed uh, our show last night uh, with Ashuria and uh, with Mr. T. I, I, I'm so thankful uh, just being on there. And uh, I then forgot the lady's name. Uh, did I get you on the phone with the lady? Um, oh, the lady's name. Negative. Okay. Uh, she was on Johnson's show. Uh, Dolores? Mm -hmm. Yes, Dolores. So I think I'm going to be on her show. Okay. And said to them, you know, now reciprocity, and then we need you on other shows with us. See, we need to flood this. I think we're on to something, Asherian. I think yeah. we're on to something, uh, 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 Terrell. But we got to remain, remain very consistent with what we're doing. People get disappointed when they see us take out the gate fast. And then we go back in the gate fast. We end it. Okay? We got to stay consistent. It's just us talking. There's others listening. See, right now, there's people listening to us on my other thing, that Texan good show. Well, show your story. How you know? Okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, we try to bring uh, some knowledgeable things to people to help them better understand themselves, who they are, 
and uh, help you to motivate yourself to go to the next level in life, to do what you really need to be doing. And, and not just prospering, but being able to have some overflow where you can help other people. Does that make right. sense? Yeah, it makes oh, yeah. sense. It makes sense. Well, before we get into the uh, the actual topic for today, I want to make it known our co-host misunderstood when is not on the show due to an illness, but we want to make sure we give our, our prayers to her for a quick healing. So today, today, we're going to make her proud in this episode. Today, why is it important to have a business and what I'm speaking of in this in this episode is within the black community. You know, you find a lot of uh, uh, blacks in the community always working for someone else and making the others whom they work for making them money. And many of them working in whatever field they're in or they specialize in seem to be an expert making other people money and not understanding how to use their expertise to make money for themselves and create the revenue for themselves. Now I've seen this over and over again through my lifetime, you know, I'm half a century, but seeing this over and over and working harder and not smarter and the wishing of those that would i would hear say you know if i won the lottery or if i, if I did this but they forget the resources that they have they're not using and not developing and not expanding what is you all's take on this well for me i i believe like it's like this the cycle recycle knowledge that you get from your parents you know they tell you, make sure you go to that job, you do this, and you make sure you do that. Mm -hmm. You understand? I believe it's the recycle knowledge. And, and they don't get taught or we don't get taught. Get the knowledge, do the job enough to come home and do your own job. A lot mm -hmm. of people get stuck in the rat race, like I said before. And hell, I got stuck in the rat race, um, being consistent, being dedicated, doing overtime for a job that don't even give a damn about you. You understand? You they you doing the job for me. I was in uh they call it medical records, HIM is health information management. I didn't even start off in that. I started off as a tech because they see my consistent skills, they put me in that area. And I was working myself like a job, like a dog. You understand? And they didn't even train me. I had to read the manual in order to do that job. But guess what? I was doing that job in order to train somebody else. How many people can relate? You're doing a job. You get consistent on this job. You thinking you're going to have your portfolio looking this type, type of way so you can get promoted to a different position in order to make it to a different level. But you're training the person that you're going to they're going to be hiring. A lot of people hear that story. A lot of people don't even know about after they get let go from a job, the trauma that you have to endure from that job. Hell, I got fired from my job the first time. I wasn't even prepared for that, the trauma. It took me a year to build myself up. And I didn't even still go back into the professional um, arena because people don't even talk about the type of 
um, trauma, the PTSD, they can give him a job. And most of the time it's not working from the, with the clients. For me, it was always working with the management. But once I decided to get my own job and stop sharecropping on somebody else, I feel, Mm -hmm. Then I beginning to get out of employee mode. I started to get in CEO mode. But I'm going to tell you, though, it wasn't easy. It was a process. You know, you have to be self-motivated. Nobody can motivate you to get up and get in your own business or to get up and learn a different skill to motivate you to take you out of poverty. Sometimes you can get out of poverty and still be in that in your mind. You know, some people will get from self-employed is getting their own job and still lingering on that, that mentality in their mind. Mm -hmm. So I, like I said, being an entrepreneur and being a black business owner, I think it's highly celebrated today because of the pandemic. The pandemic brought out a lot of stuff what people can do. You start seeing people hustling. You start people seeing people doing all kinds of stuff because of the pandemic, because you had to come together to make the resources that you had do. You understand? So, mm -hmm. uh, a lot, like I said, a lot of millionaires was birthed in the pandemic, but it's always up to you. You are willing, you're going to go as far as you're willing to grow. Even if you know your partner, or even if nobody else motivates you, like I, I take it, like I, I, I treat this like I'm in my master's program. I ain't gonna lie. I don't even since I got out of my master's program, I haven't even I can't count on the days of my fingers that I watch TV. I don't even watch TV because I'm so consistent on being a producer, not a consumer. You understand? Mm -hmm. I treat this like my master's degrees assignments. Now, okay, I need to do this project. I need to do this project by this time. You understand? But a lot of people need to wake up because today or tomorrow they can get let go from their job. And some people don't even have PTO to fall upon or they don't even have emergency fund. They don't even have somebody they can call upon to get that type of funding. So... People have to wake up, and I believe this is the era for people to make mistakes in order to succeed in their own business. Because, like I said, wealth and yourself is your currency. But when are you people going to bank on themselves? People are scared to bank on themselves because they're looking for outside validation from other people when they have all the skill set and everything they need within them to build their seven-figure or whatever kind of figure business that but they lacking something within themselves because they worry about that system, that ecosystem in the job market or the hierarchy. You understand? Mm -hmm. Instead of you trusting your own GPS. Wow. Woo. That's, 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 that's a mouthful. <laughs> what, what do you have, Doc, Dr. Baker? Well, I was just listening to her. She spoke so eloquent about some things. And uh, I think the first thing we need to learn to do, uh, all of us as business owners, is that you got to let go of a lot of stuff when you're trying to scale up. Uh, you, everybody is not suitable. Everybody doesn't fit the mold. Uh, it's not a good project for everybody. When you're trying to scale your business up, everybody can't scale up with you. You can't take everybody where you're going. You need to identify and know 
who who's going up to the next level with me? Mm. Now, the worst thing you can do is bring uh, bring in an immature individual who does not know how to operate on the next level when you scale your business. And I think she said some wonderful things. And uh, listen, I, I am not selfish by any means. I, I have some projects. I was telling someone that I'm going to launch pretty soon. And what they're going to do is it's going to help employ the unemployable. Okay? I'm going to put them in an arena. It ain't going to be the whole city, but I, I'm going to affect about 25 people and put them to work. I've already started some of the uh, the items and stuff mm -hmm. that I want to use. Uh, and so why? Because we spent a lot of time talking about the dominant culture, what they haven't done for us and what they're not doing. I think they take advantage of that. And they like us to kiss their tail. Uh, our topic tonight is why is it important to have a business? Is that correct? That That's correct. We, we want to know uh, why, why is it important? You know, everyone, you know, for the most part, you have different cultures having their business and they succeeding. But when you really look at the, the, the culture that is the black community, Hispanics are doing well in business, but why? not the black community is it because they not understanding the value of owning your own business well, or they're too our, distracted? Culture, our culture try to do it by themselves you go mm -hmm. look at the spanish business and the spanish business has a clear understanding that if i'm i'm just no no offense because i have many spanish clients i love the culture uh, and they understand if we're going to be making seven, eight hundred tacos or tamales a night, mama can't do it by herself. Mm -hmm. And they have learned how to bridge and bring in that close circle, that mm -hmm. low hanging fruit, your mother and father's to, so they can help launch you out there. They're, they're known for that. Uh, I think we become too competitive towards one another. Uh, when it's business, we 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 don't want to see you exceed before I do. Okay, it's just stupid stuff. At the end of the day, because there's so much out here for everybody, okay, that we don't have to be like crabs in the pot. When one person is climbing out, you pull him back in. Uh, those days are over, people. We should be far past this and grown. And understand, if you do not understand how to start partnering with people that don't have the same ideals with you, but you guys can share customer base together. Everybody may not like tacos, but go over here to Uncle Willie, he got crab, okay? And mm -hmm. then go over here to uh, Sister Shoe Shop, and she got some uh, chicken wings. And when you learn to partner together like that, you can better serve people. Never be envious of another man or woman doing what they're doing in business because the Bible tells us, be not envious against the workers of iniquity, for they say, soon, soon be cut down as grass. Because when we understand, if we could just get that, man, I don't know if we could get it. It's just get this power uh, of understanding that 
who we are, what I created, and how can I benefit? Uh, how can I benefit you, Jashin? How can I be, be, benefit you, Terrell? I mean, uh, Sharif, how can I benefit the people in the listening audience that's just having some struggles trying to get somewhere and don't know where to start? They got very good ideas and concepts, but they just don't know where to go. And I think we should open this platform. I kind of wrote that down is that uh, why it's important to have a business, uh, it, you know, it provides security for you and your family. Because if you own your business, you can go to your little child's uh, recital when you get ready because you got somebody working for you. Back it up. I don't care what you're doing. Okay. Uh, it, it really doesn't matter to me. But uh, I understand that the most important thing to me about wealth, wealth and having finances free you up to do stuff that you ordinarily couldn't do. We're not, I, 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 without a doubt, I know you guys, I mean, if, if we're in trouble if we are. We're not on here trying to make extra money just so we can pay a car note or a house note. We should have enough sense to be able to manage that and know the importance of having a roof over our head and a car to drive, okay? There's a bigger picture. There's a whole, it is a bigger picture way bigger um I, I i it's like uh it's like a drug uh when i help people and i can save them money on credit card uh processing and saving them on credit card processing fees and giving away free equipment i'm one of the top executives in the country and i know they're watching uh and and i'm an advocate uh any bank you with in the united states i i am the top advocate it comes in and say, hey, hold them up. Wait a minute. You're charging them too much. Let's cut the fees. Mm -hmm. you, go, you know you got to pay something, but it's a, how much you have to pay. And with that said is that I know people, when they go to making that money and, and out of their businesses, is, is that they can buy things that they ordinarily couldn't buy. But then you got to pause and think back. Is it worth it? Is it worth it just, just to make your friends and your enemies happy to walk out and hold your Gucci on your hand and Gucci jackets and suits and Gucci drawers? They got Gucci drawers. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Gucci drawers. Louis Vuitton drawers. I didn't even know about Gucci drawers. Man, they need to ask ran across a path. <laughs> <laughs> So, so it's all that necessary. Listen, man, I, I think I saw uh, Charles, uh, not Charles Barkley. Uh, what's the other big black guy name? Shaquille O'Neal. And he said something kind of hit home, didn't make sense. And he was telling, just today, he's telling the story. He said he has several expensive vehicles he bought. Okay, Rolls Royce and everything. And the reason is, he has so many. He said, if this just go belly up and I got to go back to sleeping on the street in mm -hmm. my car, at least I got something good. Well, hell, I say you might well get a bus or a van. <laughs> you sleep around over here in this area where the Rolls Royce 
uh, you and the rose may be gone. <laughs> you know, but I, I think we're in such a beautiful, I mean, and I, I'm, I'm serious, we're in a beautiful time. We're in a beautiful time. Uh, I think the our own culture wants to do business with us. They want to work with us. And if that's the case, we must be fair, honest, and upright with them. We cannot overcharge people just because they're a sister. They understand you got to make money. No, no, no. Uh-huh. You ought to be a cut above. Because when the dominant culture come in, and they ain't considering sister, brother, nothing. They just slapping fees in and prices, okay? Yeah, I think cool. I have I think I have two accounts from this week. Uh, each one of them multi-million dollar accounts. Mm-hmm. Okay? And 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 the people t- kindly hand it over to me. And it ain't just that like they've been knowing me for some time, but my name in the industry and the respect mm-hmm. I have. Uh, I was trying to show it to y'all where they were that. Is that that we we have to become that voice uh, crying in the wilderness? Let's help our people because if we do right by at least ten good businesses, they will flood you with other businesses. Oh yeah, time is important. Mm-hmm. I'm I have an issue with time, meaning this: if I'm supposed to meet you at nine o'clock. It's nine o'clock. It's not nine fifteen, nine twenty, nine thirty. I just don't because if a person don't manage their time well, they don't manage their money well. Can y'all hear me? Oh yes. yeah. And, and and so I watch how people value those things. Okay, and it's so important. It the really dominant is. culture watch us value those things. You know, and 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 because. Uh, we provide such great service and service that is needed. Terrell, think it not strange. They just, you are a secret weapon. How you can help uh, the veterans. You're very secret weapon. And then if it takes off real good and right, you got you got people on, on your team and inside your group and your circle. Some oh, yeah. of us know some unique things about how to help the veterans. I can send them to tons and tons of people. Very familiar with Campo. Okay? So how do we make our presentation more, more desirable to the people in positions like homeless and Camp Hope so they can rise above? It ain't hard to get up off your butt and become a businessman. And this is something we talked about, Terrell. Why is it important to have a business? Do you know, Sherry, why is it important? I didn't mean to hit you with a gotcha question. It's not really gotcha. <laughs> For me, um, I'm, going to, I'm going to take it all the way back, right? A lot of people are depending on the, the system, right? Me growing up, my mindset couldn't click with the system. You understand? I'm not the system kind of girl. And a lot of people rely on the system because I know what the system had done to me. So for me, it's important for me to have a business because I want to leave a legacy, not only for myself, my daughter and other generations to come. Mm -hmm. I want to make my lineage easy 
to get have access because I know having money give you access to certain stuff and certain people and you're not going to be able to help people the way that you want if you don't have access if you don't have money coming in mm-hmm. I know for me it, it wasn't easy because I had to fight my way to where I am now but I'm happy for those hard lessons because I didn't depend on people to give me things I had to read my way through it. I had to learn my way through it. I had to fail my way through it and experience it. So now when I have this, I know how to manage it. I know how to treat it. I know how to multiply it because I I took care of the things that I had, one I had, and I appreciate everything. So I also ask myself these questions because I read books to speed me up. To move me faster i don't get into the drama and that's certain things i know that a lot of people don't like about me because my spirit and irritate their demons and i know a lot of people like i went to school uh for my master's degree and coming from the country i used to talk really country i used to say i'm gonna give, I'm give me some country give me some yeah 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 let me, let me I'm, say I'm over here go over there. there i'm gonna go do that <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna right so by me going to get the education, they don't know how much the stretching I had to do. I had to take reading classes almost four or five times because of the education level in El Campo. And when it comes to the college level, it didn't equal up. It didn't match up. But being consistent and wanting me wanting to learn and get a better life. I understand sometimes a college degree don't equal a better job, but you always have access. Remember, mm-hmm. you always have this knowledge to fall upon. So by me getting to this type of uh, degree, this type of level, then other people start looking in my own community a different way because the way I was speaking, the way I start articulating the different words and stuff like that. But they don't even know how hard it took me to get to this level. You understand? They don't understand that. But so for me, I'm taking it so serious right now because the pandemic was a blessing and it also took some people from me. But it it had to do those things. It had to shake my world in order for me to, okay, take this entrepreneur business thing seriously. You understand? Because I don't have this person to lean on. I don't have that person to lean on. Everything is dependent upon myself, of course, my source, of course. But for me, I am a creative, an innovative person. And I know if I'm on somebody else trading my time at somebody else's job, I'm not going to be able to be resourceful. I'm not going to be able to create the programs and everything that the women or the men going to need to get ahead because I define myself at this job, being a slave at their job. You understand? Um, giving my time and my work at their job while they're putting a price on me while I could be creating my uncapped price in my own business. When you have your own business, no cap. It depends upon you. So that's why as a business owner, you always have to make sure you um, prioritize yourself, your time management. That's one of my pet peeves though, is time management, but also self-development. You understand? People go to conferences. Guess what they talking about? Self-development and how to do money moves to get better. But it's always self-development. So the internal stuff that's blocking them can get out of them. A lot of people paying these coaches or paying 
people to help them get those barriers off of them so they can make another million or make another billion. You understand? So that's why when I see people not in the same arena as me, I I, I don't know if y'all seen this a cartoon um Bark Simpson. I kind of get in the in the in the bushes, I hide back. You understand? Because I know my energy. I know my time. I know what I'm worthy of. And I know how I can create things. And if people have not on that time length, and it's always management or people in a in a higher level. It's always been like that for me. But I see it. I'm like, something is inside of me is, is lacking in them. So I have to move away. So for me, having a business is crucial. It's very crucial. So if you would ask me why I'm in business, the question would be posed. Uh, I can say, because I don't want to be controlled by the dominant culture. Oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> telling me when to come in, when I can't leave and do what I need to do. Even though when you're doing it for yourself, you still have a level of control because you have to understand you have a client base that needs service and need to be taken care of. And it treats you how to handle discipline. And you have to be disciplined. Mm -hmm. Don't take on more than you should. Okay? And every, every customer don't need to stay your customer. Because they can be blocking you from greater customers. Oh, yeah. What I'm trying to point towards is that I do not allow and never have customers that come in spend one dollar and they think they own the company and they won't talk all kind of shit mm -hmm. we tell them we're just not a good fix with the personality that we have and this panel tonight and one night should be filled we need to do it with entrepreneurs that came up from the bottom and at the top even if they have plateau in their game. But what what kept you there? I'll show you what kept you there, Mr. Terrier. What kept you there, Baker? Number one, honesty. Number two, providing the proper service for my customer, not underselling, overselling, give them what they need. Because uh, when people come back and look at that, and say, well, he sold me this vacuum cleaner and I don't even need it. I don't even know what it has to do with credit cards. <laughs> but you got to know how to just take your clients to the next level. And I have had the privilege to be able to have clients keep scaling up with me. If I've come in and say, got new equipment, they want to know about it uh, to help them get their business started. Uh, lower credit card rates, start accepting payments. We have all the unique equipment on the market. We're the second largest in the world who set people up to take credit card processing. And guess what? The reputation speaks for itself. <laughs> and we don't just do, people listen, we don't just do credit card processing, but we have byproducts that's been birthed out from us. Uh, we, we do financial loans, loans, certain types of loans uh, for customers, and we do so many different things. 
Everybody doesn't qualify, but the majority of them will. And it's just a little sign you hit this spot and you need a little money to just go over the hill. We can do that. And uh, I'm hoping one day that Dr. Johnson, uh, the Reseller Show, and many others, and uh, I forgot the name of the other show I'm supposed to be on. Uh, do y'all know the lady uh, that was on with us? She's making a yearbook of. Uh, um, oh, yeah. yeah. Dolores. Dolores. And I say we all need to get together, whether it's online and all that. And let's have a real true forum, sit down mm -hmm. at the table and talk and mm -hmm. stuff because it's the real deal. We, the, the move we make it now can't be just half cock. Mm -hmm. We make moves now. If you go out and buy a $10,000 product, you don't need to be guessing whether you're going to sell it. You know you are. It, it has to be here, okay? If you invest another 30 grand in your business, you ain't investing that to lose, okay? <laughs> and when you own your own business, it does have such a massive effect on you. Uh, you, you, you. You don't get off at five o'clock no more. Mm -hmm. You get to go to the games with your children. You get to attend Bible fellowship and classes in church. And you ain't got to wait till the boss slips off and then you slips off. Okay? And I'm going to tell you, I learned over the years, if you have a business, people, this is why it's important to have a business. Why? So you don't be judged by the dominant culture. Because anything you do, you know you're going to get a felony on your record and you ain't going to get to do mm -hmm. nothing. And now you're going to be either running around, grabbing on the back of a dump truck, okay, uh, over there at uh, 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 that sloppy place, uh, uh, Taco Bell, serving that old nasty diarrhea food, <laughs> shitting everywhere. I mean, oh, excuse me. No, this is raw and real. Yeah, well, shitting everywhere. in <laughs> order. And stuff, uh, and eating that stuff. Uh, you, you need listen when you begin to respect yourself, others respect you. When you oh, respect yeah. people, other people respect you. And 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 stuff. And uh, I've had to tell people, listen, where you're working is just a it's just a starting point. You don't need to go there because you really don't want to be there and you don't like it. And you're going through there, I'm slapping gum and wig sliding all over your head. You know, you're black and you're doing all this and stuff. Go in there and work. I tell them they don't go home with you. True. Well, let me ask your you your learning skills. Go ahead. Let me ask you this. Now, we're in part two of Black Economics. Part one, we discussed the importance of understanding the dollar. And there's a reason why part two is entitled importance of, you know, having a business. And because that, I'm gonna give you the stats that, that, that I've recently found. There's more than 2 million black owned businesses in the United States, okay? And then the black owned businesses, they generate, and this is as of the beginning of 2023, 100% 50.2 billion dollars in gross revenues as recently as 2012 
right now at the same time uh, let's look at it in this way 35 percent of black uh business owners are, are women 34 percent of the black businesses owners start their business because they said that they want to be their own boss which is a good like what we're talking about but 44 percent of the black owned businesses use their own cash to start up their their business but the problem in the connection that i want our listeners and our those that are watching to understand mm -hmm. is we're generating all this money for black businesses but we're not generating and keeping it in the community that goes back to part one of our discussion the understanding the importance of the dollar y'all have anything on that well you know how i am i'm an extreme advocate for money to remain in our community and it just don't start with us there's another group of people we're leaving out who plays a crucial role to make the dollar become stable not only stable productive not only productive functional not only functional prosperous not only prosperous eye-opening and that's the city of houston they need to start matching what we do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no. Yeah, because we can't do it by ourselves. It just doesn't work. <laughs> and, and, and what happens is, as much as we like to be a blessing to other people, we can't because this old liberal bureaucratic system that we have, you go to try to open up a chimney chain in your area. <laughs> Take you 20 years just to get a permit. Oh, yeah. But we got to go down there with a different voice, a different meaning, and it doesn't take, uh, unfortunately, it can't just be one, two, three, the devil's after me, four, five, six, throwing bricks, seven, eight, nine, <laughs> missing all the time. I heard that news. <laughs> yeah. So we got to bring a crew. We got, I was proud to see my sister, uh, Dr. Candace, before HCC uh, College Board. She says, we're going to put a stop to this, you know, because white America has been very strong with manipulating and playing with black politics, safety, life, and livelihood. Even the black politicians, you don't see them church. I'm going to call you out the church. You don't see them people until it's time to be elected. You don't see them. Till some other black kid been shot by the cops. So now them politicians got to mute the system and make some money. So they're going to show up. When last time you heard of a black politician showing up on a good, beautiful day like today, and saying, I just come to support your chicken shack. <laughs> I'm going to buy some chicken. They don't do it. They don't need you once they're elected. Mm -hmm. Now they need you to be reelected. And we need to start picking amongst ourselves people that we deem 
honest, upright, and we do a good job serving our community. Most of the politicians that serve your community don't even live in your community. Mm -hmm. Business ownership by minorities should be so common, just as common as the co uh, common code. Well, I have another question for you, and for you as well as for Spontaneous mm -hmm. Queen. Now, how now can I take a five minute recess for <laughs> order in the court? Order in the court. Oh, the door swinging open. Go ahead. I hear you. Though. How can owning a business help Black people build wealth and financial stability, particularly in light of persistent racism disparity in economy or the income and wealth? Well, for me, I look at myself and I know that I'm a little, well, I don't see color. I'm for the black people, but I don't see color. And a lot of people I have came into contact with is pro-black. They want to just help the black people. And I get that. I love that. But sometimes to play the money game, you got to be what the other, you got to be what the white people and you got to be where the Jews at, the people that know about the money. We knew about the money. You know, we getting to know about the money, but they didn't know about the money from generation to generation. You know, I remember I used to work in a senior, uh, senior citizen home and the man was Jewish. They think about, they don't even think about money how we think about money. You know, mm -hmm. their family, oh, my family going to do this and this and this. And, you know, but when you get around those type of people, then they're going to give you the things that you even think of, think of you need to have. So for me, I don't even see color. And for me, I'm always for the black person. But sometimes the black person is not always for you. <laughs> you understand? Mm -hmm. They say all day, oh, we want, we do this and do this and do this, but they don't understand is I get that slavery happened. I get that, but you still stuck and you weren't even born when slavery happened, but their mentality is still stuck in that era. For me, I'm going to learn about my history, my black history. I'm going to teach my daughter about finance. Hell, she even, they teaching that. Because I did a assignment yesterday in social study, and I learned about a lot of stuff I didn't know then. <laughs> <laughs> they teaching that stuff now. You understand? But I'm. it's good to know about your history, not get stuck in your history. Mm. A lot of people can't tamper through the two. They get stuck in the Black history slavery stuff sometimes. For me, I know I'm still going to be all, me all day long, but I'm also going to tap into that person network i'm going to tap into the jewish network i'm going to tap into the hispanic network the chinese network so that's why i know how to operate in different industries and i know how to draw people to me because i am colorless i don't see color i'm for the black people but also i'm for everybody i don't stay stuck in those current events that i never was born in you see what i'm saying yeah how you don't even know the type of blessings that God has for you. It might be in a different country at a different state. 
in different currency, but your mind is stuck in slavery mode or oh, oh, I ain't gonna hire this person in my company or oh, I ain't gonna bring this person in my business because what they did to our ancestors. Hell, you don't even know what your damn ancestors did. You did they giving you recycled recycled knowledge. Their ancestors did what they had to do at the time when they had to do it. Now it's time for you to get to know the knowledge, teach your kids the knowledge so they don't, you know, don't miss out on the history because the, te the teachers in the school system is not telling the kids about the history, but don't get stuck in the current events. That's why I'm always, you're going to see me with different people on my side because I don't see color. And Black America is always going to the grave looking for dead people that are successful. <laughs> oh, <hey>. <laughs> <laughs> Repeat that again. Black <laughs> people are always going to the graveyard to look for somebody successful. And we always celebrate dead people like y'all have what y'all call uh, what, what is it? February just passed. Y'all Black History Month. Oh, Black Ella. Don't we let the dead be dead. Okay? and bring in other people who has been successful we can't we don't need him he gone he dead king is dead Malcolm is dead frederick douglas is dead but donald baker is alive <laughs> terrell is no is alive queen is alive dr johnson is alive we have more to say. And if we start speaking up, we will affect this generation oh, yeah. of Gen Zs that is out of control. They don't see nothing. <laughs> I don't go to the grave for nothing but to visit. And that's a short period of time when you go visit. That's what I'm saying. That's why I said people are stuck in the current event that they weren't even born in. And that's like, yeah. look, it's good to know your history. Whenever you get in contact, mm -hmm. <laughs> whenever you get in contact with different races, teach them your ways so they can be able to teach their people your ways. Yeah. And y'all can form and, something. And so, tonight is a good show. And it's so good to be on here with Terrell. Uh, in the trenches, and we digging in the trenches. We ain't cutting up too much, but we will in a minute. But we're in the trenches. I don't know how to like and share. Someone was asking the question: Is it possible, Sherry? You young buck on him. You ought to be liking and sharing, and liking and sharing, and liking and sharing. Like and share. That's it. That's that's what you do. You just have you shared share it after you like it, and you share it to whomever, whether if it's in Messenger. Of you sharing it on a friend's feed, you know that's how you you share it. All right. Well, I'm sure you have you. Do you have it broadcasting on your page? Someone want to see? Oh yes. yes. I put it on my page and on my story. We don't see it. So let me ask y'all the next question. The next question is: In what ways can black-owned businesses contribute to economic development in their in the community? And how can this in turn promote social and racial equality? Can you repeat that again? In what ways can black owned businesses contribute to economic development 
in the communities and how can this be turned into in promoting the social and racial equality well i could tell you what we need to do we need to become disconnected from this government okay that we have you and i assure you dr johnson can do more in the community we boots on the ground we know the needs of most of the people them buffoons in washington don't know damn thing they're all stumbling around in darkness all of them if you look at them today when they was passing out the service award uh, they look like blind people looking for a dark cat in a black room that's not there confused we are more capable we have the ability to do more in our community without the government all right you say how baker when the last time we went into poor communities amongst us and had a food drive and had a collection for clothes for children not stuff you wouldn't wear the food bank you buy the stuff i don't trust them okay we could show up okay mm -hmm. i watch people doing thanksgiving they're going downtown giving homeless people big old 30 pound uh turkey but what they're gonna cook it on <laughs> are y'all ignorant cans with no can openers <laughs> stupid Go out okay. there with some drawers and socks and blankets and toothpaste and some prepared uh, meals already pre-prepped and all they got to do is sit, eat, and, and die. Come on, people. And, and, and the cameras from the stations and radio stations are only there just for that moment. Mm -hmm. So as a business owner and a community advisors, advisor, Okay. All we need is just a few people to say, uh, I think, uh, well, I don't know, uh, Terrell has one uh, app where we take some money to help people because we do help people. People call us all the time about to be evicted. Can't get food stamps, can't get cab fare to the welfare, you know? So, so in other words, you basically saying do the same concept and, and the, the goal as once the old version, I call it the old version of the Black Panther Party, when everyone came together, helped the community that was in the community, policed their own community, uh, made sure there was safety within the community and things of that nature. Um, so it sounds like that's what you're saying far as that's the direction that we need to have, should have, but we don't have, cause mm -hmm. we're not going in that direction. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, you couldn't explain it no better. Yeah. I feel like we should put away some fun. So whenever you get ready to start your business, it's not like you're starting from scratch. You know how I'm just going to keep it real. These um, non-colored people, they not starting a business from scratch. They got white label um, products and white label companies to, and then they just slap their name on it and take the credit. They're not starting these businesses from scratch. 
their friends coming together and, and forming these like I used to work at a, a hospital off a space center, a, a high-end restaurant called Collins. These business owners never even got experience working in healthcare, but guess what? They brought their money together and created a mental health hospital because of the money. And we don't even come together to help this person build their foundation, build their funding up until, okay, now their money is able now they can sustain by themselves. They can get business credit by themselves. Their personal credit is good. Their development is good. Set them up like that before you put them out to the wolves. Give them constant, constant training. They should be able to go into a program, an 18 or a six-month program, so they make sure when they get these fundings, they'll be able to go in into the community or wherever industry they're going to be in and be successful. We need to have these launching pads or the accelerator pads for people to succeed. And then your, your gain as a business owner that's going to help you is their testimony. You understand? Their testimony is going to bring more people in. And guess what? You're going to keep recycling people who want it. People that might not even feel like they're able to do that business because they know that your product or what your services is given to the community is a launching pass for their success. Instead of us having to fight for some government grants, you not even know you're going to get government grants. No, stop all of that. Why? When we have, we can have this stuff for our people or anybody that's interested and take away the damn, um, the essays and all that kind of stuff, because a lot of people get locked up in their mind when they feel like they got to write an essay or a questionnaire or something like that. You're going to know they these people are unfit or they're not credit worthy once you meet them. But you have a program set aside for these people to succeed. And you might have different type of tiers, different type of level programs for the people. But this will be I believe it's going to bring more success to the community. And take a lot of people from uh, welfare, a lot of people from unemployment, because you, you're putting the, the, the reins back into their hand because you're allowing them and to feel succeed, uh, you know, have success because they know they're going to have a 100% win instead of starting from scratch. So, so uh, well, I think you then took me somewhere. All right. You're a black female, business owner, entrepreneur, motivational speaker. Uh, and I can keep the list rolling, if you like. Uh, how do we go out, seriously, guys, and really affect the lives of the people that really need it? Listen, we're not trying to change the world. We just want to change those that God has given us to be in our service. Makes I believe sense. we need to change and start right here because he can help the veterans with the veterans can, veterans can trickle down into the other people. I can help people with the development. You can help people with the processing. And he also have a system to do the funding. I think everything that we need is right here. And and, and, and I, I strongly agree with that. You know, if 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 we are if there's a like minded and I like the word like-minded means mm -hmm. basically thinking the same you're on the same page you know there has to you know you're comfortable you know what's going on like-minded people can make so much of a change within the community yes and not just by words but 
what needs to happen and should happen is words need to be put into action and not words and no action and i think that's what's the problem within the community itself so what are some examples let me ask you this what are some examples of successful black-owned businesses that you may know to give the listeners or, or those that's watching um and how and how have these businesses made a positive impact on a broader version of the black community what are some examples of successful black owned businesses and how they have made a positive impact on a broader of the black community i know if i could i could pick up the phone right now and call several black businesses restaurants for example and i can say hey there's been an issue at a church there's a lot of people going through some tremendous amount of things uh they would like to just have food to cook at their home and things of that sort they would do it okay and they feel good about that but see people what happens is this we feed them on monday but mm -hmm. tuesday is coming we feed them on tuesday but wednesday is coming so now we have to be able to ship these people to some education source now to be able to employ them. Okay? And we don't do that. We feed them right now, kill the pains and they'll go away. And then you gone on. We mm -hmm. have to do more. Mm -hmm. And we have to start depositing. Man, I think in a group of us need to get together and, and, and I ain't joking. I'm not joking. And these Chinese folks in our community selling mm -hmm. that shit, Kitty, that's killing us. We need to give them 30-day notice. Change your menu, change your staffing, or get the hell out of this community. Are y'all scared? No, no. Let's start showing up. Let's go to MLK where they're stealing all the property. Let's go to Fifth Wall and say, hey, here's, this is who we are. And we, this is a group of community advisors, and we are monitoring that since you're here making money uh, for our residents, our people, okay? Mm -hmm. We want you to give back to this community. Mind you, the food you're serving is not the best in the best interest of the people. It's unhealthy, and y'all sell it like slop, okay? And if one of my people come in here and steal a turkey neck, you got them down. It happens. But I want you to know, Mr. Mr. Wong Lee, from this day forward, you're going to start respecting the unfortunate in this community. Just because they're poor, they ain't ignorant. That's true. That's extremely okay. true. And if you're going to do us like that, we get money together and we're going to run you out and you won't sell chicken. You can go in there and cook mm -hmm. all day long if you want to. But by the time my people get here, there will be no chicken sold and you're going to have to throw it away. In mm -hmm. those communities that are being... Uh, listen, people, we know the communities that have 
these disabilities and these um, and not only just a restaurant. We need to go and grab these little old hick stores. Okay, can of corn nine dollars. We need to we need to go in and disrupt some of them and tell them if you don't reverse some of this stuff and change your behavior. Just because I'm rather poor, they don't need to be stepped on. Mm -hmm. Like a community critic. Yeah. We need to do that. Take over. My so, girl Candace has been doing a wonderful job. She was at the college the other day putting the fire up on them. Yeah. And, and, and I don't know if Black America don't wake up, Black America will soon be and non-existent. So speaking of what you just said, you know, if we don't wake up and be, you know, end up being non-existence, my question now is, will it be sooner or later? And the reason why I'm asking that is because based on what's going on in the government and based on what's going on overseas with the issue with Russia, uh, what do you feel like or you all feel like for us black owned businesses and like you stated, you know, black America, how is that going to affect us if we are not trying to be proactive versus being reactive and stop playing the victim? How do you picture that outcome would end up being if it's gotten worse or because it is seems like it's going to get worse. Uh, well, well, let me say this. Black America has cried wolf too many damn times from sexual harassment, from discrimination. <laughs> okay? And none of it becomes truthful and founded. It's the only key. You get a lazy person, don't walk, come to work, and if they do come, they want to pop their head and, and slap their gun and put their finger in the man's face and you don't control me, I'll say you discriminate, okay? Well, we need to teach our people. We don't need to use that. Just demand respect. Do your job, perform at your highest level. And here's the thing to where we're talking about why it's important to have a business. Some of black, some black women, some black men, are what I call unemployable. And with that group of people, you gotta teach them how to go out and create a business first for themselves, and then second for others. You're so correct. Because we go there and you know we don't like the white man, we don't like the style, we don't like his pay, and you can't get off to go take Pookie to the play and the <laughs> and all that stuff. And Pookie then got in trouble at school. He had nine guns on him and you get to go, you know, and the white man is not understanding that. Create your own job. Create something. It is not difficult. Most people do, black people, most of us ain't got a damn thing anyway. All we have to do is create a situation that can pay us what the white man was paying us per hour for eight hours a day. 
what the white man pay you for eight hours, you cut it down and say, I can make that in four hours. Mm-hmm. Get you a pressure washer business. It's very popular. There's a gentleman right here just a block from my house who goes to the hospital and he washes cars. He's there all day. Ain't nobody telling him nothing. I would love to get together with a group of people to show this city they can't operate without us. Mm. Let us stop picking up the trash. Let us stop going to the restaurants cooking. Let us stop being the janitors at the restaurants and the hospitals. Yep, CNAs. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm just for real. Let's withdraw. Let's go on a world strike all across the board. And you would drive, it'd be like bugs climbing up white people's tails. How do we fix this? We can do it. I want to see it happen. So let me ask another question. You know, and I know Spontaneous Queen mentioned the word fear, and I, and I wrote that down. Mm-hmm. So what is the fear why Blacks don't want good to create a business when it's more beneficial to create a business than to work for someone since you get more tax deduction and, and other benefits? Why do you think is their fear? Survival mode, scarcity mindset, lack of not having enough. I believe so. You know what's crazy? I sit at the desk, right? I love I love watching. See, I watch cameras while I'm at, but I love sitting there because I'm hearing everything is going around. And I have seen them hire black men to fire black men, meaning they're hiring them to go through the process of hiring them. That's to say they hiring them. Why are they giving these Hispanic people extra training because they're lacking some stuff, but they're not taking the time out with the black people. And that's how I gained one of my clients because I've seen a little behavior problems. I've seen, you can tell when something is going on and stuff like that. So I identified with it. So I told the lady like, listen, I can take him on as my client. So I tell him, listen, the things that you do, you got to be careful what you say and do. Because at this workplace, they hired all their family. They hired a lot of Hispanics. Uh, his mother and sister and brother working there. Husband and wife. Two sets of husband and wife are working there. And guess what? They all Hispanic. And something well, that well, I... Well, I'm sure. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Mm-hmm. And this is on our agenda for tonight. When in the hell are we going to stop trying, stop trying to be an employee and start being business owner and we employ our own people? Service our own people. Cook for our own people. Mm-hmm. Clean for our own people. Take those business that they have taken and made a lot of money with. Okay? But because we didn't got too damn powerful. Because we got two nickels to rub together and get to the cab fair, almost the welfare. Mm-hmm. So, all right, we got them cleaning for us. You become the cleaner. You become the drop. You become the cook. Master your craft. Hire your people. 
you know you're gonna have to have strict extra help with them but let's do that this is what this show is about mm -hmm. this is what the reset is about trying to help people bridge the gap because we getting old and we can't keep doing this like we're doing it right and we hope some of these little dumb young folk catch on and say i see what unc say mama say daddy say okay and there are some out there and and, and we've been hollering 400 years blaming the white man and he steady prospering he ignores us he'll spit in your face and tell you it's raining mm -hmm. kiss you on your cheek and receive 30 pieces of silver as an option to betray you so with that being said what or how in spontaneous queen and mentioned some and i have some other questions from what she was saying how uh how to get those individuals in the black community to be motivated to even want to have or even to start having a business since there's the fear and the fear is the the main factor in from what we're talking about in why blacks are not having their own business here in the united states i feel like you have to tamper with their uh, subconscious once you have to unlearn the things that you have adapted in your upcoming and unlearn those stuff and to learn the things that you need to deposit in order to go out to create with your own hands and create with your own vision that's when it starts because mm. every time I'm, I'm listening to these recycled conversations like it can't be the same conversations there can't be the same things going on no it has to stop somewhere but like i said you gotta re refocus your subconscious and you have to want more but in order for other people can want more we have to put those people in these in these type of environments to show them they deserve more the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violence taken by force You understand that? Mm -hmm. I repeat it. The kingdom of heaven suffered violence. And the violence have to take it by force. You know what's yours. You know what belongs to you. You know what gifts you should be operating in. You better become bold, brutish, and bad, brass and say, I'm going to take it by force. Mm. We have a generation of people who keep bringing up stuff I don't like. I don't like talking about my ancestors and what they went through. I was not here when it went down. Uh, if there's racism, it's on a different level today. We have a better chance, better opportunity to succeed. And black people has fallen victim to their own people. 
politicians, you don't see them in your community until it's time to vote. They give a box of chicken and they get you to come down on a bus, they pick you up. You got the Sheila Jackson Lees and the jealous, juicy, slick-headed, skinny, look like a chicken, ass shopping. Them people don't give a damn about you. And I can't get it why Black America follow these thugs. FBI informants, Kamala Harris, turned in a lot of Black people, kept them, kept them in prison just to get free labor out of them. Prison people, it's not owned by the government. It's proprietary. Now, it doesn't say that the judges doesn't benefit when they send you to prison. They're making money under the table. Did y'all know that? And I it's think, many, yeah, I think many people don't even realize what you just what you just saying because I know you and I offline have, have had yes. that communication and, and spoke about it. But you you you're right, you know, because it is something that most blacks minorities including hispanics do not know about nine out of ten people gets to go to prison and the most of them are us you know why the black women are having it hard especially when it comes to a spouse because they're in prison. Hmm. You know why, Terrell? I'm sure we can't run a good campaign if we wanted to. Because all the eligible voters have lost their rights. And if anything America is good at, if they can't get you on something solid, they look for you to mess up where you can lose your right to vote. So everybody in prison can't vote. Everybody in prison is nothing more than a dollar. They pay six, seven dollars a minute for phone calls. Who do you think that money going to? These politicians and judges. Those are contractual deals. The food that is bought in every day, which I don't know. The average prison holds 3,000 to 6,000. Food is bought in and cooked, or already pre-cooked. Somebody's getting paid. It's contracts. The judges benefit. The prosecutors benefit. The DA benefits. Why y'all sleep on that? You scared they're going to lock you up if you go talk about it? Do a FOIA report. Request public information. Listen, people, maybe next week on the show. If 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 if, if, uh, uh, if this T allow me, mm -hmm. and we can share screens, I can pull up all the politicians who reaps money. You need to follow the money. See who they've been giving, who been giving them money, which is works against you because ABC is giving this black politician, this Negro, some money. Oh, yeah, he's going to convict you and send you to prison. Where they can sell Roman noodles at $20 a, or a little block thing. 
Why y'all don't know this? Prison is a private company. I don't know why they call it government-ran prison. It ain't ran by the government, damn you. The phone calls that your loved ones make trying to make it through. Six, seven dollars an hour. A minute. Come on, people, wake up. It's a racket. And these judges, these politicians, are all involved. We need to get the group of people to start holding these people accountable by going first. Listen, you can go to the Texas Department of Web, uh, Texas Department of Public Safety website, and many others, and look at all who give. Now you know, don't be disappointed when you see Don Baker name. I am out there. <laughs> I am. I ain't gonna lie, but don't worry about me. <laughs> worry about those that's giving a whole lot of money. <coughs> it's because they got a better interest in that facility. These prisons are, are for profit. I know black people have a tendency to vote color line, and they do not check other black people when they error. Kamala Harris should have had should have had somebody's foot slip slip up her. Hello? <laughs> She's a thug. She sent prisons, people to prison as a prosecutor, kept them past their time for free labor. And so-called the first black president and his crooked wife, Bill and Hillary Clinton. Bill made more black babies in Arkansas than you and I could ever make, Terrell. But you have Kamala Harris, who kept black folks in California and locked them up for frivolous drug charges, follow the money, because she benefits. Nobody says nothing. I don't know how to. And I wish I did. Now I will find out. So, but we need to call people like that on the carpet. So let me ask you this, and, and before we get close to the to the end of the show, so let me let me ask you this question, or uh, let me present this to the listeners as well as those that are watching. You have a choice. Create your own business, work for yourself, or take the chance to be in the system that Dr. Baker has described while they're waiting for you to mess up to use free labor. It's basically which one do you want to go down? What path do you want to travel down? Well, I'm not going to compromise in any area of my life. And I would look any politician, I would look Biden in the face and say, you're about as dumb as two posters standing together talking. <laughs> I would tell that to Kamala Harris. I would tell Barack Obama, who came in and did absolutely nothing for the black community that he so-called was connected to. He did absolutely nothing. Donald Trump, 
did more for the black community than the last five presidents. Did y'all know that? He gave more money and pushed more money to black SBUs. Y'all didn't know that? Oh, yeah. 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 But yeah, we want to think because what the media, the liberal media says about him, he's good. No. I, Donald Trump is not my problem. The liberal media is my problem. Them punks and sissies and asses, I'm going to say it on CNN, there's a bunch of asses, a homosexual asses, homosexual. Don Lemon can kiss his white. Oh, it's going rough now. I'm going to sit up. Homosexuals like Don Lemon, uh, Robin Robbins, and, and I don't know what the hell happened to them when that was not our belief. Okay, and Don Lemon was on the show two years ago on uh, uh, New Year's Eve. They wanted to get rid of it. He was doing too much. Black homosexual, white man, Anderson Cooper, homosexual. But nobody's going to force me to trust, to believe in something that I don't go with because my Bible speaks against it. Wherever the Bible is silent, old nigga, old preacher told me, wherever the Bible is silent, I'm silent. Well, it ain't silent on homosexuals. It ain't silent on abortions, man. It ain't silent on fornication, man. It ain't silence on two men having, uh, two men having, getting together and married. But we're compromised for this culture. And Black Lives Matter is a bunch of bullshittity. <laughs> the scam, it's fraudulent. You don't even hear about them no more. It was a fraud. Liberal, white America at their best. But the indictments are coming, the investigations are coming. People will be going to jail. And we'll still be in the same position. Trying to help, trying to help me more. I hope y'all knew that Kamala Harris raised almost a billion dollars. Did y'all know that? For Black Lives Matter. And the lady who was running it after the torture was passed from a liberal white sissy man, I would assume, to this black lady who saw stealing tons and tons of money. See, black people, y'all not right. Because y'all forgive your own when they do that trespassing. Mm -hmm. But you won't go after the white man when he do his trespass. Yeah. Why are they not? Where's the federal government? Where's the FBI? Why are they not handling this? Why are they not checking into Kamala Harris, who raised all that money? And then the lady who controlled it now, she's in under federal indictments or something. Come on, people, wake up. I don't. 
fear the white man pimping me. I fear my people pimping me. That's you got the right wigs wearing, crown wearing, ignorant people who I ain't scared of her. Sheila Jackson Lee. I love to put my foot up her hello. <laughs> she needs to go on by the business. She's not important anymore. But you black people keep making her seem to be important. Get rid of these people. Warn them and kick their ass out. You've been here, your district is falling apart. You're not doing nothing. That lady, that lady, that sorry, that nasty lady came to our church in Fifth Ward, stood on the pews, told the cameraman, get the camera on me real good, doing Harvey. I told her, get your ass off that pew like that. This is the church. <laughs> now you got y'all gay mayor who's being looked at by the FBI because he gave his homosexual friend a lot of money and that community he loved. And they're coming after him. Somebody has to go to jail for this. I think I will start my way with Sylvester Turner. I will lock up the light, bright, damn near white Negro he had. He's already been turned loose. You already know that, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Biggest homosexual as it is. Now, I don't have nothing against homosexual. I got them in my family. But when they go to parade up and down the streets and want to be proud and boastful and kissing men and men kissing in the public, I got a problem with it. Y'all don't have a problem? <laughs> Y'all scared? Hey, I'm, out here? hey, I, I, I'm listening and in, in, in like letting you go and, and speak your mind. You know, speak this, it with this. me. Do you think it's right? These sisters walking down the street, kissing lip to lip, women holding their hand. That ain't in my Bible unless you got a new one. No, it's not in my Bible. <laughs> the money we give them, I don't care. start business. Okay, the Bible said in the last day they would be proud, for headed, high-minded, unthankful, not wanting to return to God. Mm -hmm. And I blame some of these churches too, because you let them sing in your choir, you let them urge on your usher board, they switching more than a switchblade knife. Let a keyboard, keyboard <laughs> dancing and bucking and all that other shit. I'm getting mad. Well, this world know. is in trouble. <laughs> while, while they're doing that, we are on the brink, brink of a World War III. And that is going to be another topic that we're going to have because that is one of the main issues of we getting so distracted over this what you mentioned you can grill me on them homosexuals i can give you something straight from the bible and the attitude is proud boastful unthankful truth breakers proud they want you to see now they coming out the closet i wish i catch you in my closet i'll fire it up 
<laughs> Robust. You got in the church, the black man has lost his masculinity to the lesbians and, and stuff. Because we can't show how masculine we are as a man. Because it's offensive to people. Well, I do that. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's you got true. two men walking down the aisle wanting to get married, and these weak, broke preachers, we're going to call them out. I'm going to give you a list of names next week. <laughs> All right. You that, that because they're, it, for, what will people do for the what? Money. <laughs> they marrying two men. They marrying two women. Hello. Mm -hmm. It's a curse. It's a curse. You think the white man has set us back? These homosexuals have set the family back. Black yeah. women, y'all tell me all the time, it is no man. Well, hell, right. They either in prison or they got another man. They don't want you. You raise too much hell, they say. I I think I touched a nerve. Yeah, yeah. Whoever's listening and watching, yeah, you you, you touch more than the nerve. You touch if more my people, which are called by my name, humble would turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from them. Then I would heal the land. I'll make the sisters change his walk. I'll make the dyke straighten up and get her femininity back. Even the preachers in the pulpit are just as feminine as the punks running around in these churches on Sunday morning. They ain't gonna let me in. <laughs> <laughs> they coming in with purses on the show. I didn't think I would be living this here. They switching more than the women. I'm on the run. I don't know sometimes if I need to go to church or stay my ass at home. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a good church. I love my friend. Okay. But I just can't handle it anymore. It just vexes me. Anytime I see two men hooking up and roommates and calling each other husband. I ain't no violent man. I never knew how to fight. But dog, I wish I could whoop y'all ass. <laughs> Well, what we y'all know that ain't right. Y'all scared? You ready to go home now? No, <laughs> but we're gonna have more of this discussion on another episode because this is that's another hot topic and hot issue that is plaguing the community. Don't bow to them. Don't bow to them. Read your Bible. Biggest thing with homosexuals is they proudful. Mm -hmm. boastful, unthankful, not wanting to retain the knowledge of God. Mm -hmm. So therefore, he turns them over to what the book says, a reprobated mind, to do those things that are not right. Mm -hmm. Burn one another. Two men hugging two men. Two rusted-chested, big-chested, two hairy-chested men hugging on one another, rubbing hair, and you got dangling down there what I got dangling. That don't make sense. 
Yeah. Two women rocking together. Okay? It's not right. The decree. The, 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 the decree. The falling away from this gender. And we're confusing our damn children. Mm -hmm. Well, mama, why I got two daddies and two mamas? I don't get it. Messing up the children's mind. And we want to be soft punks and weak and say, let everybody do their own thing. No, they don't bother me. Well, you know they ain't going to bother you. So that's your way of saying you just co-signing what they're doing. And you just as guilty. I'm talking to those here and those out there. You just as guilty. You just as guilty. I got to let them sing in my church. Woo, he got a voice. But will he have that voice in hell? Hmm. I wouldn't want my son. To see two being hugged up, thinking that's all right. No, that ain't all right. And it's not every culture doing it. It's only a few cultures. Y'all know they just signed some of that in law in some in Africa mm -hmm. just the other day. And they said that's the Western culture. We don't want that crap over here. Oh, yeah, don't they don't. Like they I don't blame them. That's true. Yeah. Well, listen, it's been great. Are we? What time is it? Okay. It's been great. Uh, yeah, it it's been has captivating. been great. It's been uh, knowledgeable, educational. And it, listen, if you want a show that make you feel good and please you, then you may want to go to CNN. <laughs> And watch them homosexuals and them damn fools. That's what I call them. <laughs> and let them, let them invade your mind and make you feel good about being in a bad position in your life. Mm -hmm. Two men hugging together. <laughs> Don Lewis kissed, mm, kissed no white man. <laughs> Lock my bowels up. Well, I want to thank both of y'all for coming on the show. It has been informative, educational, and as always, Dr. Baker always bring the humor to the seriousness of what is going on at the same time. I don't know how well, somebody out there gonna call me because they're ringing my phone. Leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> I ain't stable tonight. You come over here. I got something for you. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to really thank y'all for, for stopping by. Um, any last short words to the listeners and the watchers about why it's important to have a business, especially within the black community? Well, my, my last thought on that part is this here, is that especially in our community, because we're so gifted, we're so talented, Okay, seriously. God made us that way. We're the inventors of the world. We're the entertainers of the world. We're the chefs of the world. We're the educators of the world. Mm -hmm. uh, really. 
we the tables should be turned. It's not a culture thing, a black thing, but if the truth be told, the tables should be turned. White folks should be working for black folks. Because we're the we got we are the we're the brilliancy of the mind. Everything a Negro come up with was stolen from the white man. He steals it from us rather. We've been cooking for them and raising their little ugly children all our life. <laughs> okay. So the reason it's important to have a business is, uh, is so of this, not discriminatorily, but to be able to employ your people who are unemployable by the system because the system has made them unemployable. Let me say this, and we got to go. The only reason the marijuana laws change is because the dominant culture, children start getting in trouble, and the daddy and the mama wanted his son and daughter to get into Ivy League college, but they were smoking weed too, okay? Our children were smoking weed and getting prison sentence. So they changed the marijuana law. Then the dominant culture, children, started messing with opioids. Opioids, is that what you call it? Mm -hmm. Roxy Cotton or whatever it's called, all yep. them high dollar pills. And they yep. say, hey, we got to create a system now to help our children. They, and here in Houston, and I'm sure in every city, they created a system called the drug court. I ain't never heard of a drug court. Intervention. Negro, please. Where was that when my people needed? Send his ass to jail. Okay? When the system doesn't work for them, they changed the rules of engagement. Of course. Just like this buffoon thought he was going to get away. You know he killed his wife and son. I wasn't sad and I didn't shed no damn tears because I understand that we inherit that type of spirit from them. They were the killers of the world. They were the rapers of the world. They take from this planet and destroy the earth and don't give back to it. They, we inherited. We learned stealing from them. We learned robbing. You, you heard the man on the stand. He's been stealing millions. Him, grandfather, grandmother, grandchildren, all the makers. Need to turn them over to me. They're thugs. Mm -hmm. And some more of this kind of stuff is going to be coming out. You have to look at it. We learn that from them. We <coughs> learn rape. We learn murder. We ain't never known black people to cut their children up and eat them and put them in a pot and barn. We did that to chickens and turkey necks and stuff. This group here put their own children to eat them. They're the takers. They're the destroyers of this planet. And notice how they destroyed this planet and got so-called think they got an escape boat to take off up in space. God gonna push their aspiration straight back down. Get your ass back down there. Boy, boy, boy. What you got there, spontaneous queen? <laughs> it's time to open up your mind and be someone of substance to think for yourself. Stop relying on the banking system. And what I mean by the banking system is like when you're in grade school, you rely on the teachers to feed you information. 
And now we have to adopt a critical thinking mindset, a culture of being thinkers. You understand? Innovation, though. In innovation, creating. You, you read and research your stuff. You understand? Not waiting for people to give you stuff. Tap into the thing that you need to, um, to, to be wealthy or to have that type of mindset. So whenever you need it, you can create it without any stumbling blocks. So stop waiting for people to give you handouts and give yourself a hand up so you can help save your own self. Nobody ain't going to save you. You understand? Because if people give it to you, you're not going to appreciate it. But when you start saving yourself, then you're going to really appreciate the things that you have to endure to get where you are. All right. Next week, the show is on. We have this show on Tuesdays and Fridays. Is that correct? On Fridays. Only? Only on Fridays. Comes out on Fridays live. And then the, the repost, we repost it uh, on the different platforms. Uh, on all podcast platforms from Spotify, from Apple Podcasts, from iTunes, from Google. Well, if podcast. you remind me, I did a piece with another show, and I still have the notes. And I talked about a company called Bola Cola, B-O-L-I-C-O-L-I. Okay. B -O -L -I -C -O -L -I. Okay. okay. It's called the B-O stands for Bank Owned Life Insurance. The C-O stands for Corporate Owned life insurance. 3,000 banks put their money there. Well, we're going to talk. We're going to have an episode on that. We're going to talk about that. And guess what, people? That's where the money is at. I was checking them. I saw all the banks in there today. And I got busy and had to get away. But that's where they take their money that you put in their bank. They loan it out to their cronies and friends. And when you come in there to get 500 and you may have 10,000, they tell you, no, you don't meet the qualification. Damn you, give me my money. But I'll show you if we're allowed to next week. And we're going to pull up the website and we'll put it all out here. You know, make it, share the screen. They sell insurance. Bola, you got Bank America, Chase, Wells for 3,000 banks in there. Well, we're going we're gonna to hit, we're going to hit it on next week. So, so for those that's watching, those that's listening, I want to say thank you. This yes, is sir. your boy, Jasim, to say, don't be bitter, be better, and execute. In the trenches, real, raw, plain speak without all the political correctness. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, reach out to TS and F Consultant and Management on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. So long for now from In the Trenches.